Hey mamas, this is Sarah Comers, owner of The Mom Culture, and I'm here with my good friends, Gina and Julie, and together we make up The Mom Culture crew. We're going to chat about how we wing it and win it in motherhood while trying to raise good humans. We're going to chat with some of our favorite mamas that inspire us, so grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the chat. Have you heard about our sister company, Mom Culture Wines? You can find some of your favorite mom culture phrases paired with fine wine straight from Northern California. Snag the perfect gift for your BFF, a new mama, or your favorite teacher. Use code PODCAST for 15% off your purchase at momculturewines.com. Must be 21 to order. Shipping cost is included on single bottle purchases. Some exclusions apply. Good morning, ladies. Morning. Good morning. So social media is um, something obviously that's always around. We use it, love it, hate it sometimes. But <laughs> I wanted to pop on today on the podcast and talk about social media and our kids and uh, my recent social media fail, uh, which <laughs> you ladies are all aware of. And I'm going to tell our audience a little bit about um, But social media. It's like now that we're getting into the actual tween and teen years, Social media is becoming a, a daily thing in my house. How about yours, Gina? Not yet. So far, we've avoided it. Um, we're not letting our kids use it, and they're okay with it because they're not really, they're not really there yet. I think, but it's coming. It's coming. So for me, I, I kind of wanted to avoid it, but because of what I do, it's unavoidable. It's like my kids see me on social media. They know about our business. They follow me. Um, my daughter's had an Instagram account since she was six, which I have monitored um, because she used to sell bows. And I always felt they didn't want to be a hypocrite because, you know, here she sees mommy doing and she wants to emulate it. So she's always had it, but I've always had access to it. So now she is 12, almost 13, and it's changed quite a bit. She now has her own account that's not set up through mine. Um, I do still access it, but yeah, it's becoming a little bit more of a battle and um, seeing things in, in the media and on the news and in my own experience that I'm not liking. So it's getting harder and harder to, uh, to monitor. So you just recently, though, did have someone send your daughter a TikTok Yep. They send her a TikTok video. And how did you re handle that one? Um, you know what? I, I watched the video and it was just kind of dumb and stupid and it wasn't <laughs> anything, you know, like terrible. Um, but I, it, it just, I don't know. I just didn't approve. And so I texted the friend that sent it and said, Hey, this is Reagan's mom. And please don't send any more of these videos. It's not something we approve of. Um, and when I asked my daughter about it, she was like, oh, I didn't even watch it. So I think that's kind of funny <laughs> that she just didn't even care. I love it. Your kids can really leave it where mine are honestly, they're like everyone else's teens that I know and tweens. They're kind of like, I don't want to say obsessed with it, but it's like, especially TikTok. I swear my daughter's going around doing the damn renegade dance and everywhere she goes. And, you know, it's all about the likes and it's hard because again, they see what I do. And so it's like, I can't, I can't tell them no. I mean, I can because I, you know, I'm not one of those parents that are like, no, I don't want to make my kids mad, but it's so hard because it can be taken then of being a hypocrite. So with social media and my kids, there's a fine line. I do let them have it. The older kids both have Instagram accounts. I do have access and I log in and I check things, but I still just, I have a, a hatred for it with the little ones. It's just like, I feel like detrimental to their, their very sensitive 
maturity levels. Yeah. And as we were just kind of chatting a little bit, there's, there are some positive uh, people on there, there but are. there's a lot of negativity and um, because people are anonymous, they feel like they can just say whatever they want to say and be mean. And I think that as moms is what gets to us because we don't want to see our kids hurt in any way. It, it's, it's hard because even me being an adult, I mean, I've had some people say some pretty nasty things to me, but I've got this thick skin and I kind of let it roll off. So I've had a lot of on, honest conversations with my kids about it, but it is, it's like so hard, especially with my daughter. I mean, she's had some very negative things. Being said. And I'm like, I don't know how she really is handling it. I know how she tells me she's handling it, but I don't know. I'm like, I'm still on the fence about what, what I feel about allowing them to be on social media. And it's, I think it's a big, it's a huge question for, for parents. Um, I think it can expose your kids to things they're not ready for. Um, I've read articles that say it leads to depression because kids compare themselves to these other people, you know, that they're seeing who appear to have the perfect life and everything is wonderful, which is probably not the case. But when you're young, you can't necessarily, you know, determine what's true and what's not true. It's like the Kardashian effect. Like I try to tell the kids all the time, like, you know, that that's their job. That's their livelihood. Like, you know, they get paid for all of those things and it's not exactly what you see. And it's, you know, the grass isn't always greener, but it's true. They're seeing these girls are seeing, especially, you know, the Kylie Jenner's of the world and all of the things they have and it's their thing. So I try to have an honest conversation with my daughter about it, but at the end of the day, she's still like, she's craving those likes and that approval. And she, she just went on TikTok and TikTok's the one I'm having the hardest with. Honestly, um, I feel like her Instagram, I can monitor a little bit better. I feel like TikTok, I actually still don't know how the whole thing works. So I'm having a little bit of our, I know Julie's <laughs> laughing at me, but I'm having a little bit I, of a harder I time. I don't even understand it. I know I've you're been on there and I'm like, uh, it just cause it's a different interface and they have different yeah. terms. Whereas like Facebook, Instagram is very similar cause it's owned by the same company. So, or same person, but it's, yeah, it's, very interesting. It's really interesting. And she actually just like had a viral, um, a viral post on TikTok. Um, and it was like with a lip gloss and it's really cute and artsy and everything. But what kind of gave me the red flag is why, like, she's so excited. She's writing this like high of going on the for you page. There's so much negativity. There's a lot of negative comments. So we've been having a lot of dialogue about it. And, you know, I, I'm hoping that she has a strong constitution, but I know that some of those things have to have to hurt. And that's where I have the issue with it, with them getting older is the maturity level that she has versus what I have. You know, when someone says something to me, I kind of just let it roll off. But does she let all these things roll off? I'm not entirely sure she does. And I think that's where it comes into play where you see that social media has evolved just over the last, you know, 10 years it's been around, like really when people are using it. Because when I joined MySpace and Facebook back in, back, 08, in the OG 09, days. back in the day, you know, gosh, I feel so old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. No, it was like you had to request someone's friendship to yeah. see their posts, whereas now everything's public or could yeah. be public. And so that's where I feel like the shift that I've noticed, I feel like that's where it's happened because then you're exposed to all these random people who can say, oh, I love you or I hate you. Whereas yeah. before it was like people you physically knew in real life and they're like, oh, how cute. Look at your puppy. Or I wish I was on vacation with you or something like that. Whereas now it's like, oh, well, your hair's not like mine. It's not as pretty or 
You know, there's all these different standards, and I think it's because of the public versus private. No, that's, thing. that's a good thought. I think so, too. And it's just it, people are so um, quick. Like, you know, you can say these things because there's you're not saying them to an actual face. You're saying them, you know. Right, kind of how Gina was saying. Yeah. You're just anonymous. You're just like, anonymous. You're fearless because, oh, what are they going to do to me from here, you know? Yeah, and I've, yeah. you know, and you guys know I have um, put all the stuff in place, you know, that I can. Recently, I was told, what was it, maybe about eight or nine months ago, Julie, I think, when I came to you and I was like, did you know that Apple has up their uh, parental controls and security? Oh, yeah. So that I was, was a game changer for you. It was a you. game changer <laughs> for me because on the back end, on my phone, they're all set up on my um, iTunes, and I have all three kids' accounts, and I can go in, and it's really neat. You can put what type of content you're approving, what apps you're approving, what age range you want them to be in. So obviously, since I'm at three different stages, the older two are close in stage, but still what I deem that is appropriate for them to consume is maybe a little bit different. But you can go in and you can block websites and you can block apps and you can set time limits. And it's been a, a true game changer in our house. And doesn't it let you see like their activity or no? I can see their activity. I have not installed Bark yet, which I'm going to look into where Bark, I guess, is essentially like spyware from what I've been told. So you oh. can see the text messages. Oh, that's kind of cool. I have a, a policy with my kids about the phone that they don't own the phone it's you know it's a privilege not a right so at any given time I ask them to hand it over and I I do look through it so there's been debate in our VIP group about whether or not that's the best method of parenting for me that's what I do um, I trust them I have open conversations but at the end of the day I do kind of want to see maybe someone is not being nice or maybe they've been sent something inappropriate so I want the ability to go in and check their accounts and there's been some things that I don't quite approve of on both ends that maybe my kid has said something a little bit snarky or maybe something really out of line has been said to them and how do you approach that like say you come across a text message from a friend and they're being rude and maybe let's say for example Lily you know maybe it was a conversation between her and a friend and did you bring it up to her like oh I saw so-and-so said this to you I do I like how do you say that I, I do because again I lead with like very I'm very honest I'm like, like she knows you're looking she knows at her phone, I said so, so last night I call it a sweep just like I call her room a prison toss when we clean her room, I call it a prison toss. I don't mince words in my, my house. And I said, I did a sweep your phone. And um, I said, you know, I saw some things that like I wanted to talk to you about. And she, she's gotten now because she's approaching 13 and she's gotten a little bit, there's some pushback. She told me, I, I'd rather just not have a phone some days than like have you know everything. But I told her, again, I do it from a place of love. It's because I worry about you and I want to have these conversations. I want to know who you are. I want to know what's going on. And I'm like, you know, it's not because I don't trust you. It's because I want to know what you're being exposed to and, and kind of see what are you consuming? So there have been a couple of things that were red flags and, and you really haven't had any of that. Your daughter does have a phone, Gina, but she's not on any. She, yeah, she doesn't do any social media. And it's funny. She, she barely even uses her phone. Like she's not your average tween who's texting all the time, you know, and I've gone through her phone and, and it'll be like two different people that she texted like two weeks ago about, uh, you know, getting together. I think the last text I read was about the Super Bowl party that she went to. So <laughs> that's been a few weeks. She's just not, I'm not into it. And You're then so lucky. my, uh, the middle <laughs> one who sort of sort of adopted the phone we had a phone that they shared but then we got our older one her own phone because of uh, school issues lockdown drills and things like that that scared her so uh, she has her own phone for that reason so the 10 year old sort of adopted the family phone um, and and I'll look through it and 
again, same thing. She's just not a big texter. Her friends will ask her questions and she answers yes, no, you know, no, <laughs> no extra information, no nothing. So I, I think they're just not quite there yet. Um, and, and I love that. I wish Lily wasn't, but it's hard because again, I think she honestly romanticizes it because of what I do. And because again, we're dealing with a lot of kids in her school that just have free range over phones and social media where I'm not that parent, but I have allowed it. So I'm kind of like in that halfway point. And I feel like you're really good at monitoring them and talking to them. And I think that's a big difference from other parents who just give their kids free reign and don't discuss things with them. I think they're, they're young. Their brains are still young. They can't comprehend all the stuff that they're seeing or hearing. And I think it's our job to, to help them, you know, just get through it and understand it and know that if someone's mean to you, you know, don't take that personally. Um, that's, that's a reflection of their character, not yours. So that's, I always kind of tell her is maybe they're dealing with something, you know, and then I've also talked to her. I'm like, well, I kind of saw your reply and maybe what you, the way you replied wasn't as nice as you thought either. And I call her out. You guys know I'm really good about calling her out. Like if there's any little girl drama going on, I'm like the first to say, what was your part? I don't like, no, not you. You didn't do anything wrong. Like I already know because she's very salty sweet. And so I'm like, <laughs> what was your part in that? So I've, I've called her out. I'm like, Hey, I go sometimes when you text or you comment on someone's post, I go, you can't always read the tone of a text. And I said, sometimes the things you say, you may mean it one way, but it came out another way. So I do try to lead with honesty. Um, you know, one of the other things we've had some issues with was just teaching like uh, photos, um, being safe and mindful of, you know, because I run such a public company, I said, hey, it's not that hard to find us. So talking to them about, you know, like not sharing where you go to school and um, taking photos in front of the house and things like that. Um, that's been one of our biggest ones. Um, she did Musical.ly. Do you guys remember Musical.ly at all? I think TikTok has yeah. killed Musical.ly. Sort of thing, kind of like Vine, I feel like I, it was right? a fad. It was, it was like know? a quick fad, but she had posted a Musical.ly um, and she had a private account, but she had done it um, in a towel and it wasn't inappropriate. It was like, she was only 10 at the time, but I was like, no, no, no. I it can be misconstrued. Exactly. Sure. And I had talked to her about, um, you know, being more mindful of the things that posted and where they can end up. And she, and she was 10 because she's not, she wasn't at the time, the mindset wasn't there that she had done anything wrong. So I think those conversations, like I know I'm having them, but I think there's a lot that aren't having them. So something else I was going to say based on like the safety tips, kind of how you're saying like, don't post pictures in your towel or say you're at home and post a picture of the house and things like that like safety wise my parents always instilled in me too like you know now that things are so instant and you have the apps on your phone and even though you're traveling maybe don't share that you're on vacation because that could open the door to somebody yeah. breaking into your house if they do know where you live you know so that kind of stuff that you don't really think about but well and their kids they don't as they, kids, yeah right. they don't think about it she literally thought she did nothing wrong but sing a song on musically and like she lost her privileges for a very long time over that and then we you but know when we gave you think them she's back do that again oh no no she won't do it again not to right. say she hasn't made other mistakes since then but no she won't do it again but then the flip side to that is here i've taken all this time to instill body and being you know modest and social media is evergreen and it can end up anywhere so that came around a bit me in the butt this last what two weeks I posted a postpartum photo that I had been setting on for a while and um, I don't know I just got inspired one day and I was like you know what this is the right time and um, I was kind of waiting for like it to hit me and it hit me and I wrote this caption and I posted it well my kids follow me obviously 
So that opened up this can of worms of like, well, you just exposed part of your body and you tell us not to. So we had to have some conversations about, you know, that it, for me, um, the value outweighed any risk factor for me, um, which is hard to explain to a 10 and 12 year old. But, you know, I did explain to them the purpose of the photo. My daughter got it. My son didn't. He was like, well, you say these photos can end up anywhere and I don't want your photo to end up in one of those places. And I was like, well, I know, bud, but I'm an adult. Um, but it's hard because I feel like a hypocrite a little bit. But again, it's part of my business. So that's been the hardest thing for me navigating is practicing what I preach with them while still maintaining the things that I do for my business. It's It's been hard. Yeah. So you know, I've been dealing with that. And then, you know, talking to my kids, we have some other friends who have had some negative experiences as well that had brought it all up that I've had to, you know, give them comparisons of how these things can go awry. Um, we have a friend whose daughter was being sent inappropriate um, text messages. And I think maybe even photos, I can't confirm that for sure. There were photos, but her daughter is a year older than my daughter. And she, she took her daughter's phone away for the entire year. This girl has no phone. And I commend this mother for what she did. She took it away. I think she'll start, what is it? Sophomore year. It was when she'll get her phone back. Right, Julie? I think either for, it's somewhere in high school. Yeah. yeah. She's got, yeah. She's not going to get it back. And I was like, wow. I mean, this, and she said that her daughter is like getting straight A's and it's been great, but it was like, yeah, it had to be like this monumental thing that happened because they're so impressionable at that age, you know? And, um, and that, that was something else I was going to say too, is like, you know, I was a good kid, but that was the one thing that my parents could take away from me when I was growing up was social media and my phone, um, as a punishment, like I would be grounded. And so what that meant was, you know, you go straight, when I had my driver's license, you go straight to school, you come straight back, like no, no hanging out with friends, no Facebook. And that was before the time either. I don't, I can't remember if we had the app on the phone or if I just didn't use it, but I remember logging in on my parents' computer to facebook.com. That was the way I accessed it. Like you don't have it on your phone. You don't go on 10 times a day. It was like, yeah, you check it once after school and that's it, you know? So it's just funny to see how different it is now. And I'm guilty of it. I check it all all the time again because of the, well, field, yeah, the, the field of work we're yeah, in. Yeah, it's the thing. And they see but me doing it too. You I, get so inundated yeah. with things. And you know, it's just, it's such a time suck, I feel like, more than anything, you know. It, it's a huge time suck. And I, you know, again, I lead with real honesty with my kids, especially the older two. And I've shared these experiences that I've heard from other moms. And it's scary. You know, I know another, another family um, through a good friend of mine, their daughter was essentially like a predator found her on um, Instagram and convinced her to send not so nice photos of herself. And she did. And when she started to feel not so good about what was happening and stop it, the person basically blackmailed this poor little girl and um, ended up when she pushed back even more. He ended up sending those photos to everyone that she friended over 300 people. And a lot of them were, family, friends, aunts and uncles. And this little girl has basically had a nervous breakdown. So and how old was she? I want to say she, she's about 14 or 15 and yeah, like FBI got involved. It was pretty significant, but I know it's a friend of a friend or yeah. somebody, you know, but would you say honestly that that was partly because maybe the mom or dad wasn't involved and didn't know that this kind of thing was happening. Like they weren't doing your regular check-ins. Like, let that's me see what, your phone. That's like, what I think. And that's why, and I, so when my daughter pushes back with me, 
I hate to say I bring up these stories. Right. I, I talk to her like there's a reason. Those yeah, those yeah. rules and there's a reason. And occasionally, I mean, I do find something. I've thankfully, knock on wood, never found anything, you know, beyond maybe some cattiness going on with her and another girl and some foul language from some boys. I have seen that, but nothing of like a, a sexual nature, thank God, but more of just like boys being extremely mean. Um, that I'm like shocked and it's like, uh, and then you don't know, do you want to bring it up at school or not? Which I have chose not to. With that being said though, you guys know, um, about a week ago though, I posted some things I had heard that were going on in our middle school and I posted it in my private Facebook group, which you're a friend of mine on Facebook. Yes. And Julie is. Um, but I, I don't have a public Facebook for my personal so I posted to what I thought was a very private form as more of a PSA, like, hey, I'm blessed my daughter has these conversations with me, but in case yours doesn't, I've heard X, Y, Z. I'm very uncomfortable with this. I can't believe these are kids saying these things. And I'm only friends with three of uh, middle school parents on there. And somehow it got back to my my daughter and oh, she was like devastated. She was completely devastated. Because- from what you were explaining, like the kids gave her the brunt of it. Like, oh, I can't believe you told your mom and yeah, all this stuff. So that's like a whole other level of bullying. Whereas like when we were in school, I mean, even Gina too, I'm sure way before, you know, internet and social media and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm sure you had to deal with bullying, but this is like a whole other level where it's like so many other it's people so involved. Fast, it's know? fast. And one of the things I noticed is like it never stops. So like, yeah, yeah. when I went to school, um, you know, if there were kids that were picked on or whatever, they got to go home and get away from it. And it was done for the day. And maybe by the next day, everyone forgot about it and moved on. Well, there's no forgetting because it lives on forever. And then the bullying continues on social media for the rest of the day. And um, I just feel like it's it can be really harmful to, to children. Well, and I hate it. I mean, I did it out of a place of love. And it, like I said, a PSA to my fellow moms. However, um, the mom that decided to talk to her kid about it didn't have any discretion. And I actually reached out to her about like the mom code and having some discretion. And, you know, sometimes we hear things and you, of course, want to talk to your kid about it, but you don't go, hey, so-and-so's mom said there's like a mom code. Like you don't, yeah. you don't do that. Well, you don't out the other parent. You, you say, oh, mom. I heard yeah. this or I heard some people talking or I was just eavesdropping or yeah, you don't, you don't call out the other parent. So I, of course, had to apologize to my devastated 12-year-old about that. I didn't post it in a public forum, that it was in a, what I thought a safe space. However, it was a fail. But I took it as a moment of teaching to say, look, I'm an adult and I also made a mistake. I said, but I did do it out of a place of, of love and worry um, because the things I'm hearing are alarming. And I said, I let her actually read the post. I let her read. There were, I don't know, like 50 other comments from other moms. And I don't have a ton of friends group on this Facebook page, but there were other moms that are in the same age range that were either completely could relate, hadn't experienced it yet, or were like living the same like thing like right now. And she was like, wow. So it kind of for her normalized. She was like, oh, other people are experiencing this too. Um, and made her feel a little bit better, but I had to eat some humble pie. I had to apologize to my kid. And ultimately I ended up giving her a day off of school because that's the thing is it doesn't end. And I, I did tell her you're, you're allowed to go home and say that I don't control my mom or her social media. Like, I mean, you're allowed to go to school and say that to these kids. You, you, you don't have to like, it's me. 
Right, right. She's allowed to throw you under the bus because yeah. you don't want to lose that trust with her. No. You want her to continue to come to you and tell you all these crazy things because it's just, it's better if you know than if you don't know. And Yeah. And that's the thing. And I, I still, sometimes I don't know, there's no parenting handbook. I don't know if I'm doing it right. But you know, for now I, I don't have a problem that I monitor the social media especially with the things she's been telling me at school. There's some alarming, we go to a really small school and we have good kids, but you know, there's a couple bad, bad apples in the bunch. And I think it's okay. You know, how many 12 year olds are paying for their own phone? They're not. Uh, If I'm paying for it, I control it. And you know, when you're 18 and you're an adult and you're paying for the phone, then you can do whatever you want with it. And hopefully by then they will have, you know, learned all the lessons to, to live a good so. life. But, um, but for right now, I think as the parent, if you're paying for that phone, then you, you're entitled to monitor it as much as you want and limit it as much as you want. And that's the thing. I do limit it to, I will say to any parent that has an Apple product. I don't know, Julie, for the show notes, let's look into if um, it's available on other phones like Androids and stuff. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, that Apple settings, I've been telling moms left and right about it because I didn't know until about nine months ago that that I knew that you had set some limits, but now I can control it. So I have like homework's not done. Apps are shut down. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you've been really good today. I'm going to, I'm going to give you an extra like right time because it shuts off. I actually have it shut off, um, two hours before I want them to kind of wind down for the night. And sometimes the older ones are like, well, that's really early. And I'm like, yeah, but I want you to have that break. But sometimes if they've been good and they've done their homework and their chores and they want to, you know, watch a TikTok or something, I'm like, okay. And I'll increase it. I can do it all right from my phone. So I'm with you. Like I pay for the phone. I control the phone. Kind of like the old saying, my house, my rules, you know, like that's totally because again, when they're that age, you have to, it's like disciplining in any other area, you know, like tuck in your shirt or, you know, like you can't speak to adults that way. Like it's the same idea carried over into social media of like training them to be a good person, but using a different tool, you know? No, I agree with you. And it's, you know, again, because of what I do, I feel like a hypocrite. Like I can't say you can't have it. I mean, I could if I really wanted to, but I get it, especially my daughter. She's very creative, like the way she photographs and puts music and does these videos to her. It's like, I feel like I would be shutting off a part of her that makes her unique and her. And so I allow it, but I still, I have to, I have to monitor it. For sure. Yeah. I, I commend you for that because that's a very, very fine line because she is very creative like you. And that is her kind of creative outlet, her especially outlet, for yeah. selling things and getting her name out there. And that's just where we are now in society. But like, she's also very sensitive and she's at that stage in life where girls start being really mean, you know? Yeah. So and I think that's great that you're very involved with her and she'll thank you one day for real. Like, I hope so. I just wish I could be a little more like Gina and my kids didn't like it, but then I mean, <laughs> too, then I wouldn't be me. So it's like, it's so hard, but I, I wanted to touch on it with a podcast just because it's like, you know, we've all been talking about it. TikTok is taken over. Like oh, yeah. these kids are, they can't even like walk around anymore without doing that dance. And I'm like, it's, it's everywhere and it's all day, but I think we just need to be mindful and not be afraid to actually like step up and parent and and, you know, call them out. Like, I call her out when I see a comment that is, like, snarky. I'm like, hey, that was a little salty right there. Like, we're not going to talk to people like that. So I think you just need to be on it. And, like, say, for example, going back to that, if there was a comment that maybe she said to someone else that wasn't appropriate or rude or whatever, do you make her apologize to that person or you just call her out and say, don't do it again? I take it case by case. Okay. Case by case, because some of the banter, as I want to call it, that I have seen, I know the other child. And they're as salty, if not saltier. 
So I kind of think sometimes, and she'll tell me, she again has used her words in her toolbox. Um, she's like, yeah, she's like, I've had enough. And so she does, she gets to enough. So she is a little bit sharp tongue, but I'm also like, I tell her you can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar. And she always laughs at me. She's like finally starting to get it. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like being mean back's not gonna, it's not gonna fix the problem. It's not gonna make you feel better about yourself. It's just gonna make you mean too. So yeah. I think it's a good way to open the conversation too about like your family's morals and what you stand for. Um, I just lost my thought. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, we all yeah. lose I our thoughts. I had another Gina, point. Keep going, Gina. We all lose our thoughts. But no, it's true. Like the values are, that's what I told her, just because someone else is allowed to do something. And you know that we, you know, I, I get that it's hard in the peer pressure, but you can't, you can't not follow your own moral code you know, especially in social media. Like if you know somebody, but just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean that it's right. Right. And you can use it just as much for good as other people use it for bad. You well, know? And that's like, for her, I feel like she uses it for good, like oh, creative. Definitely. And she's definitely. all into these like fun aesthetic videos. And you guys remember she did ASMR and stuff. So it's like, she brings joy to herself and kind of to others through it. She's not the kid that's dancing half naked other than there at one time on her musically video. Like but not she's on not, purpose. Yeah, yeah. She's not that kid. So it's she's like very innocent and creative. So yes. yeah. So it's You've hard. Job. <laughs> Thank you. But like her little brother, Remy, the middle one, like he's reposting people's content from TikTok. And I had to talk to him because he's like, re like reposting things that I'm like, yeah, no, that's not funny. But he, t he has like 10 year old boy humor, but I'm like, yeah, we're not like, again, that doesn't fall in line with how I want you to be perceived as a person. And I know that you find it funny, but like some of it's like not at all funny. It's like borderline offensive, especially like bad fart humor and stuff like that. But he thinks it's <laughs> like the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, yeah, no. Or the songs that they're playing, like, in, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're all good teaching moments because I think, like we've said, they're kids, they're little, and they're just you know, like doing what they think is funny. Well, maybe, you know, it, it's not really funny and, you know, but you don't want to like alienate them or make them then be more secretive about it. You want to have an open discussion with them about why it's not appropriate and why it's not something that you want to be a part of. No, that's a good point. Like I, I hope all the time that I'm like doing the right thing by kind of being slightly invasive, but also I'm like, hopefully it's not making them, you know, hide from me. I think you're doing it the right way because you know, speaking from my upbringing where I was kept on a very, very tight leash. And I, you know, looking back, I still thank my parents. I'm like, thank you for sheltering me from a lot of things. But at the same time, I'm like, I, it did make me secretive, you know, with certain things like that, especially the phone, because it felt like this private place where I could like, you know, call people out or, you know, do yeah. whatever, where it's like, where you're so involved, they kind of have that fear instilled, you know, they're not, they're pushing the limits, but you're kind of saying, Hey, I'm still in charge, you know? Yeah. That's what I hope. Like, is that I'm still like keeping it enough, like keeping them on a short enough leash, but giving them a little bit of freedom. It's, you know, you have to let them fall to yeah. get back up. And, yeah. and they both have, I mean, like, you know, the musically fail and then there's, you know, Remington posted a, or it wasn't a post actually, it was a description and he goes, well, I didn't know what to write. So I wrote something. It was like something just to joke or something, but it was the way it was like his name. And then like the caption. And I was like, yeah, but that like, that's negative about your Yourself. So I was like, we're not going to write negative things about ourselves. So I just, every time, you know, I see something, I start the conversation rather than like go directly to no. It's like, this is why this is inappropriate. I was just going to say, so yeah, instead of like leaping toward like a punishment or, you know, uh, grounding them or just, you know, yelling at them for it, 
you have to discuss it so they understand why it was wrong because they probably didn't think it was wrong to begin with. I don't think Lily intentionally took the video in her towel because she was like, oh, I want to do this in my towel. I think she happened to be wearing it at the time. And right, yeah. So I think a lot of the stuff is unintentional by kids, and it's, we just have to guide them and teach them the right way. Yeah, and like pri- like privacy, that's a big one. Is like I know not everybody wants to tell their kids all these like horrific things, but you see it in the news and you read it, you know, on social media and stuff. And so I try to inform them. So maybe they're not like, well, you're just mean. Like this is why you don't take photos. This is, you know, this way. Or, you know, um, she posted a dance recently as well um, where I didn't care for the angle in which it was shot. It was too, in my opinion, a little too subjective and she didn't anticipate it was the way she propped up the phone. But rather than go delete it now, I watched it with her and I was like, do you see what I see? And it took her a minute and she goes, yeah, I kind of do. And she goes, I'm going to take it down. So she made the right decision. It wasn't so me it was her first. Own idea. Yeah, it That's was. Awesome. But I had to like, cause she was like, well, I didn't mean it that way. And like she automatically, and I was like, hold on, let's watch this together. And now look yeah. at it this way. And she goes, oh, you're right. And I was like, yeah. And it honestly was like a fashion fail. It was the phone propped up a certain way and she had a pair of uh, sweatpants on. And it just was shot at the wrong angle for a young lady. And I was like, yeah, we're not going to. So that's what I try. Like, I just start talking to your kids. I feel like like they're people. They need, you know, some honest answers and some honest information so they can make some decisions. But in the same, they're not mature enough to make all the decisions. So that's where parental controls and apps that help um, and, you know, just monitoring is as best you can. So any other takes on, on social media girls? I guess I have a question. So when, when is like a good age to give them a phone? I know they're going to start asking younger and younger. I remember, I think I was in fifth grade when I got an old, like super old Nokia black and white flip phone. And it didn't even have cell service. It was only to call 911 because that was when school lockdowns started, started happening. And like, you know, my mom just wanted me to have one for safety, like in a way where I could call 911. That's all I needed it for. But I think I got my first phone. Gosh, it was like well into middle school, probably like eighth grade, <laughs> which I think is still young. Like, how yeah. do you know when a good age is? It's tough. We were going to wait. My original plan was high school. And but then we got the, like I said, the family phone that both girls shared because um, they started having like after school um, events and things happen. And then the one who does theater, we would leave her there for two hours for rehearsal. Um, and so it just seemed like something that we wanted to have this one general phone. And then if you had an event, you took it. And if you had theater rehearsal, you took it. And so they shared it. But then there was the uh, threat to the middle school and the school never went on lockdown, but it was a threat. And uh, like over half the school went home. And the school's email system wasn't working, so I didn't get the email till about one o'clock in the afternoon. By then, everything was fine and everything was great, and there was no, you know, it was a, a false threat or whatever. So I didn't think anything of it. And when I picked my daughter up, the first words she said to me were, "You failed me today, mom," and it just broke my heart. No, it broke your heart. She could not get a hold of me. There were so many kids trying to get to the office to call home that she couldn't get there and she just continued to go to class and she was like mom more than half the school went home and that that was it for me and so that's when she got the phone seventh grade but again she's responsible with it and uh, you know we trust her but now it's more for me like I need her to have that phone because you never know 
I, I hate to say that same thing for me. It was more of just having multiples and being, um, you know, away, like dropping off at a dance class or when the boys had sports, it was needing to get a hold of her or have the ability to get a hold of her. And so that's why we did it. So we gave her sense, yeah. the candy bar Nokia when she was 10. It didn't do anything. And that's kind of how we started. But then the peer pressure started with all the iPhones and sixth grade, we finally gave in and we bought her, um, like it's like an iPhone seven or something, it, but we do like a prepaid. So she doesn't have like constant access all the time and we, she has to earn minutes. So when she's on Wi-Fi, she can use it, but yeah, it's not like it's a free frame, free range phone still for her. But the same thing is just in the world that we live in today, the ability to get a hold of your kid is it just, it's huge. So I don't know with the boys what I'm going to do. Um, they both have like the iPod touches. So on Wi-Fi, they can actually like FaceTime me and text me. And they're little still, but I know Remy is fine for a phone. So probably next year to sixth grade. So I'm thinking probably middle school now. I hate to say it. But with that, you have to case by case with your family what works for you and social media because you don't have to allow it. But there is this whole thing, the other side of it with kids, they kind of do get bullied if they don't have it, depending on the kid and their, their For peers. Sure. Yeah. No, them, I mean, that's a good point too, is like a safety aspect when they're out by themselves or at, you know, baseball practice or whatever. And you're like, okay, let me know if practice ends early or, you know, some, yeah. I don't know, something that you're not there for, or you go run an errand while they're gone or yeah, I just, I can't imagine. No, it's hard. And when they got, so you don't know, like when they go to, you know, play dates or whatnot, like I've always said, if something doesn't feel right to you, text me like you don't have to necessarily call me but if maybe something's not setting right with you or you know people are doing things that you don't agree with you know text me and like I, I'm always available for you when you need me just you know so I, I like that it's like a safety net don't you think that you're kind of the same way with it yeah it's more about safety now you know we we used to go to the small charter school and there you know what it was 100 kids in the entire school k through eight and so if there was an issue, you know, your kid could just go to the front desk. They knew every kid by name and I never had any worries. But when we went to public school and you're talking about like a thousand kids in the school, you know, your kid just can't go to the office and call if there's an emergency. Um, it's just totally different. I don't know. When I was a kid, you know, we had the pay phone at school. Were you pagers? Did you have a pager? I didn't even have a pager. A like pager. that's how old I am. No pager. <laughs> I had a pager. Um, so for me, I, it's just a safety thing yeah. today. I just, I want to be able to get hold of my kid. It's so hard because it really is for me. It's a love hate. I mean, multiple sides of it. Like I don't like that. Um, you know, it's brought in all of these things and then you have to have these conversations so much earlier, but it is, you know, it's a safety thing. So on one side, I love that I can get a hold of them anytime, anywhere. I like that, but yeah, it's just, it's an internal battle, but I think just trust your gut and start honest conversations with your kids. And there are a lot of tools out there. There are apps bark. I have not added, but I'm thinking that I'm going to do that. There's one called family link and I used it for just a little bit because I have an iPhone, but my daughter's phone is like a Motorola G7. It was like the cheapest phone. Um, and she's okay with it. It's fine. We, you know, we wanted to start out cheap in case she loses it or breaks it. Um, but there was an app called family link. And I mean, I could monitor everything that she did and it, it was almost too much. And I, I didn't have enough time to like really go into it. So I deactivated it, but it's definitely something that, um, you can monitor everything that they do. It gives you notifications for, they try to download an app if they, whatever they do, it's, it's all there and you can control everything. And I know there's plenty of other apps 
um, not just that one. So even if you all don't have the same type of phone, there are ways there, to, options. to monitor cool. yeah. the yeah. phones. I think that's the biggest one is like finding security, having the conversations, um, you know, and and to maybe not punishing right away. Like, I think that's a big one. I think one. that's huge, especially now because it's all, I mean, it's there to stay. Social media is not, not going it's away. It's just getting bigger. Right. And we have to teach our kids how to use it just, you know, in a safe way um, instead of just, you know, grounding them or taking the phone away instantly. You know, well, they're just, they're learning too, and we have to help guide them. And they're human. And I even tell my kids, you know what, you're not really technically fully mature until 25. So I'm like, and I say that all the time, but it's true. And so I tell them like, I look back, I made mistakes up until that point. I'm like, I don't know, still don't even feel like an adult half the time. And I'm still making mistakes, (laughs) but you know, just the maturity, like they're, they're little people and they don't have, you know, all the answers and, you know, we don't either. So I think letting them know that, right, that we're human too. I mean, look, I made a social media fail this this week too. And I'm like, and I'm probably going to make like 10 more. I probably won't <laughs> never post about school again. Lesson learned, people don't post about middle school on your Facebook page. Right, Julie? Maybe just not with as many details. <laughs> I guess I didn't share names, people. No, I mean, but you shared the situation. Like you said, it's a small school. So they kind of figured out like, yeah. But, but I still, also, you, yeah, you assume. Mom code, mom code, right. people. If some mom is sharing thing. stuff, don't go say so-and-so's mom said this. <laughs> That's just typical cool. mom 101. Be a cool mom. Be a cool mom. Not not a regular mom, right? <laughs> not cool, bro. <laughs> not cool. But if you have tips for us on social media and how you handle, we would love to hear. Leave us a comment. Join our VIP group where we often talk about my parenting fails, especially my social media parenting fails. And let us know what topics you would like to hear us chat about next on the podcast. Thanks for chatting, guys. 